And welcome to Corruption of Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. You know, an agency has to have balls when they're reprimanded by an appellate court. And yet they continue to do what they're doing. It's like, hey, we're going to do pretty much whatever we want. There's nothing anyone can do. But if it was any other agency, it'd be different. On September 20th, 2018, Indiana television station 13 says DCS violated parental rights, took kids away. Judges from the Indiana Court of Appeals have issued a scathing rebuke of the state's Department of Child Services, saying the agency repeatedly violated parents' rights. The appellate court judges identified, quote, significant violations of due process occurring in termination of parental rights cases throughout the state, unquote. Late Thursday afternoon, in a statement sent to 13 Investigates, DCS Director Terry Stickton admitted the department's legal work had indeed, quote-unquote, fallen short of the standards I have set for our agency. Well, as you're going to find out later, those words might as well have been written on toilet paper. Stephanie Thomas and her daughter. Attorneys involved in several cases cited by the Court of Appeals told WTHR they were surprised by the judge's strong admonishment and by DCS's admission that it made mistakes. Quote, it is very rare the state would concede a point like that, unquote, noted Anderson attorney Dorothy Ferguson. She filed the first case cited by the court representing a mother who had lost her parental rights. Wow, and I bet that's one of the 2,489, but this is back in 2018. Well, a disturbing trend identified. The Court of Appeals cited a disturbing trend with 10 cases. I'm going to repeat that again. With 10 one zero cases it received between September 2017 and March of 2018. In each of the cases, one or more parents appealed the termination of their rights, and DCS asked for the case to be sent back to the trial court rather than have the appellate judges issue a ruling. What a surprise! Because if the appellate court does the ruling, they have to abide by it. Or you would think. In a July court order, the Court of Appeals formally admonished DCS. The judges wrote, quote, DCS essentially concedes that the parent appealing determination has either not been provided with adequate notice or that their due process rights have been violated, unquote. The judges criticized DCS for, for repeatedly requesting that the cases be returned to a lower court rather than submitting a formal response to the appeals, thereby avoiding DCS having to defend its actions. In other words, oh, just do, just return it back here. We'll, we'll take care of it. 
mistake, then who are you trying to fool? The details of all the cases are not publicly available because these types of child welfare cases are typically sealed in the courts. Quote, I thought you forgot about me, unquote. Stephanie Thomas says DCS first placed her daughter in foster care in 2016 as the Anderson mother battled drug addiction and mental health issues. As her struggles continued into last summer, she learned DCS had terminated her parental rights at a July court hearing that she did not know about. Now, folks, I'm about ready to read exactly what happened. And when I read it, I had to continue reading it over and over. This is DCS. Quote, I never got papers. I never got any notice, unquote, Thomas told WTHR. Quote, the only thing I got was a text after the hearing. The caseworker wouldn't talk to me and me no more and said, your rights have been terminated, unquote. Yes, you heard that right. The caseworker wouldn't talk to her anymore and told her her parental rights were terminated. She wasn't even in the courtroom when it happened. Thomas learned she had only a short time to appeal the state's decision. She filed her appeal and was assigned public defender Dorothy Ferguson. Ms. Ferguson, if you are listening, thank you. Thank you for helping Ms. Thomas, who immediately recognized problems with the way in which DCS handled the case. Quote, she was never notified of the court date or given a petition letting her know your rights are going to be terminated if you do, don't show up at this hearing on this day, unquote, Ferguson said. Quote, I told her right away, I think we have a good chance of winning the appeal, unquote. Thomas's attorney then received a surprise phone call from the Indiana Attorney General's office. She discovered the AG, who represented state agencies such as DCS, was also concerned by DCS's actions and wanted to help her client. Well, thank you, Indiana Attorney General. At least you've seen that, hey, somebody screwed up. Quote, they told me they agreed with our position and wanted to file a motion to send the case back to the trial court. Unquote, recalled Ferguson. I was like, what? This is crazy. This has never happened to me in my entire career. That's really unheard of. Wow, this is really strange. They're conceding and they never do that. Ferguson said to 13 investigates. You know, as much as I've been researching, this is true. My other articles I've seen and you've heard. They've never conceded. And this is back in 2018. The case was returned to Madison County Court, and after extensive counseling and treatment, Thomas's parental rights were restored. But with then 12-year-old still in foster care, Thomas would not see her daughter for another 10 months. Oh, wow. Yeah, even though the Attorney General got involved she still couldn't see her daughter for close to another year. Wow, Miss Stigden, what if that was your kids? 
or do you have children? Quote, she told me, I thought you forgot about me, Mom, and that, that broke my heart. Thomas told 13 investigates, the important thing is she's back with me now, and it's wonderful. We're very grateful for each day we have together. DCS gave up on me, but I fought for a second chance because being a mother is everything. She was taken away once, and I'll never let that happen again. And if I have to say one thing, she did the right thing. Especially those parents that were uh, had their parental rights terminated. If it's not too late, start appealing. Get with a lawyer. If you have to sue to get your parental rights back, then so be it. Bad for parents and children. Situations like what happened to Thomas are a prime example of the heartbreak and fear that can happen when the child welfare system fails. Stephanie Thomas talks with her attorney, Dorothy Ferguson. You can't create this type of instability in a system that wields a lot of power over people's lives, explains explains Kathy Kelsey, director of the Children's Law Center of Indiana. The nonprofit center works with families and courts on a variety of legal issues, including child welfare cases. Again, it's Children's Law Center of Indiana. If you can, Google that. When we come back, we'll continue with this and also how DCS, trial court, reprimanded and reversal of parental rights termination. And that is from this year. We'll be back. And we're back. Now, Katie Kelsey, the director of the Children's Law Center of Indiana, further goes on and says, Kelsey says violating rights and custody cases harms both parents and children. Yep, you're right, Ms. Kelsey. Quote, if you have managed to terminate a parent's rights to that child, but you didn't do it properly, then that termination can get overturned on appeal and you put that child's stability back in play again and it creates this massive limbo for the child, Kelsey said. That is true. I mean, here's this child. Oh, you can't go back to mommy and daddy. These are your new mommy and daddy. Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry, we have to send you back. That's confusing to the child. It's like, well, wait a minute. Who's my mommy and daddy? I thought the original mommy and daddy were there. And this is something I'd like to ask. Who decided that courts, and especially CPS, has a right to terminate parents' rights? Were they there when the child was being conceived? Did they give them a right? Okay, you have a right to conceive that child. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to take your rights away from that child. Somebody want to tell me when they got the authority to take away parents' rights? Because I think that's wrong. If you and a significant other, if you and a woman have a baby, and I'm just saying a man and a woman have a baby, then the state has no right to take away your children, have a right to take away 
your parental rights. Hey, Miss Stickton, get the stick out of your ass. Unless, of course, you can prove to me once and for all that where it says in the Bible that it allows man to take away parental rights. Or the Quran, or the Torah. Trial courts also to blame. Wow! Trial courts also to blame. Hey, Judge Marnoka, you listening? The Court of Appeals also took aim at the trial courts, reminding judges that they too have a duty to ensure that litigants' due process rights are not violated. And yet they do it all the time. In its most recent opinion, the judges were so frustrated by repeated violations of the parents' rights and other failures of the trial court, they wrote, we are at a loss as to any possible just reason for such conduct. The appeals court does not frequently use this that type of language, according to Kelsey, who has been working with child welfare cases for more than a decade. She and other attorneys who spoke with 13 investigates were surprised by the strong rebuke, the chastisement, and the pattern of violations. (laughs) So in other words, they're telling DCS, hey, knock your shit off. You're not just a justice system. You're just an administrative but apparently, mistaken you must think, and Governor Holcomb, you must think that DCS has judicial authority to do pretty much whatever they want. They can't set policy. Then again, the appellate court has said that before. The Indiana Supreme Court has said that. Quote, anytime you get an admonishment from an appellate court... It's something to be taken seriously, she said. But apparently DCS doesn't want to listen. What a bunch of stubborn assholes. Ten cases of concern. The cases of concern originate in seven counties, including Lake, Marion, Monroe, Porter, Spencer, Tippecanoe, and Vanderburg. Four of the cases were from the same courtroom in Vanderburg County. What a surprise, and it's right around the Indianapolis area. I'm not surprised in the least. In the first seven cases, the Court of Appeals simply granted the DCS request to send the case back to the trial court without a ruling. Then, by the eighth case, the court spotted a pattern. That is when it issued its July 9 order with a formal admonishment of DCS. An order from the court carries some weight, but not the same impact of an opinion. Ah. Oh, about two months later, on September 7th, the court ruled on a ninth case involving the termination of parental rights in which DCS made the same remand request. This time... The judges issued a formal opinion that reversed the trial court's decision to terminate the mother's rights and sent the case back to the lower court. Well, thank you, Indiana Appellate Court. You finally caught on that DCS is pretty much thumbing their nose, telling you to go fuck yourself that they're going to do whatever they want.
praise God. The Court of Appeals also reversed and remanded the 10th case it cited. Judges wrote that the circumstances were particularly unusual and alarming. In that case, from Spencer County, a DCS worker became involved in a sexual relationship with the father and lied about drug test results. She was one of two caseworkers fired because of improper behavior during the case. The opinion issued September 11th notes that the state concedes the chaotic and unprofessional handling of this case violated mother and father's due process rights. So in other words, the case manager got busy with one of the fathers. Ooh, I hope that it was well worth it. How many other cases are out there without a proper due process? A lot more than you think. With so many cases in the spotlight from the Court of Appeals, Ferguson wonders how many other cases are out there without proper due process. DCS making changes. In a statement sent to 13 Investigate, DCS Director Terry Stigdon said she agrees with the Court of Appeals. <laughs> if you agree with the Court of Appeals, then uh, what's going to come up next is going to be a real shock to everyone. But hey, what can I say? Except that these people, they've got their heads someplace and it's not on their shoulders. Quote, After a thorough review of the cases in question, I believe our legal work has fallen short of the standards I have set for our agency. We are working to recruit and retain top legal talent and provide additional staff training, as well as build and maintain strong relationships with judges across Indiana. In other words, get lawyers that can really circumvent the law and get judges that will rule in their favor. You'll see what I'm talking about soon. Stigdon began as DCS director in late January after being appointed by Governor Eric Holcomb. Some public defenders told 13 investigates they are aware of other cases in which DCS allegedly violated parental rights during termination hearings, and they expect more cases will be brought to light in the months ahead. That's from the public defenders. Folks, <laughs> looks like obviously Ms. Stigdon... And yes, folks, if you notice, I do address Ms. Stickton a lot because she is the Indiana DCS director. I mean, she's doing a bang-up job for the governor and uh, our government here in Indiana because, hey, 2,489 children, hey, they got adopted out. But as you're going to find out in the next two segments, how they got those children is a different story because you're hearing that uh, they're terminating parental rights without allowing due process. Hey, uh, Miss Stigdon, you know, that due process, that little document called the Constitution, due process is in the 14th Amendment. They have a right to face their accuser. They have the right to have their day in court not decide that you're not going to send any notice and just terminate parental rights behind their back. How many more times did the appellate court and the Supreme Court of Indiana admonish you, your agency, before finally people start suing class action? 
and people in Indiana get a class action lawsuit against DCS. In future episodes, I will show you how they do not have 11th Amendment qualified immunity. And yes, Ms. Stigton, there is a case on the books. You want to try me? You see, I'm not messing around. We'll be back, folks. Welcome back. Well, as promised, now we're going to get into something else. Something that Miss Stigden wants you not to hear. Because if you hear it, then you know that they're not playing by the rules. Unless, of course, it's their own rules. It is from February 24th, 2020. And if you remember this, it's... It's the DCS trial court reprimanded in reversal of parental rights termination. It is the father that lost his parental rights. Well, February 24th, he got those rights back. So what happened, Miss Digden? I thought you were supposed to be taking care of that. I mean, he does everything he can. They terminate his parental rights, and he decides, okay, I'm going to file an appeal. He does. The appellate court says, hey, wait a minute. Didn't we just admonish them? How about May 27, 2020? Appeals court slams due process violations in termination of parental rights cases. Quote, this must stop, unquote. This is from the Indiana lawyer. Now, Indiana trial courts and the Department of Child Services continue to deprive parents of their due process rights after years of warnings, the Indiana Court of Appeals said Wednesday. Reversing the termination of a mother's parental rights when the termination hearing went on without her or her lawyer present. In doing so, appellate judges strongly restated that courts and DCS have a duty to ensure parents' rights aren't violated. So, mistaken, what's going on? You were warned in 2018 not to do this. Here it is 2020 and you're still doing it. Are you proving that about the bonuses for keeping the kids out? Bonuses for terminating parental rights so you can adopt them out? You got a $4.7 million award. So you could have an adoption division and also a catalog. I bet you, as soon as you take those kids, those pictures of those kids are already in that catalog. Judge Nancy Vidick used the reversal of a parental rights termination to point to what the court characterized as a persistent problem in court proceedings that permanently removed children from their parents. The COA noted trial courts have been on notice of such concerns since an order in July 2018 that reprimanded DCS and trial courts for due process violations. At this point, I'd like to say that, you know, the elections are coming up. If you think that this is inexcusable, unacceptable. Now remember, Miss Digden has been around just about as long as Eric Holcomb has been governor. So, if he uh, gets removed and you get his opponent in there, 
tell his opponent you want Terry Stigdon out of there and you want someone else in there that will work with parental rights and not someone that's just going to collect bonuses in her paycheck. Nearly two years after we issued this order, DCS continues to file motions to remand conceding that parents' due process rights have been violated. This unfortunately means that throughout this state, there continues to be significant violations of parents' due process rights and termination of parental rights cases. Vedic wrote, This case is just one example. In Wednesday's case, in RE, the termination of the parent-child relationship of Trey S. and Tra S. minor children and A.S. mother, A.S. mother, the Indiana Department of Child Services, 19A-JT-2915. Those that uh, are uh, following along. The panel reversed the termination of mother's A.S.'s parental rights by Madison County Circuit Judge George Pancole, who did so after a termination proceeding in which mother's attorney was not present and was denied an emergency motion to continue. Oh, wow, what a surprise. So, in other words, that child must have been up for adoption. The trial court said set the termination hearing for October 1, but the case was moved up because the pre-adopted parents wanted it finalized sooner. Let me repeat that. The trial court set the termination hearing for October 1, but the case was moved up because the pre-adopted parents wanted it finalized sooner. Vidic wrote for the panel. On August 6, the court rescheduled the hearing for approximately two weeks later. August 21st. On day of the hearing, mother's attorney filed an emergency motion to continue because she thought the hearing was still set for October 1. It was at an all-day meditation mediation training. Indeed, the record is unclear whether mother's attorney was even notified of the August 21st hearing date. Anybody else following along and notice a pattern of this of them? Okay, according to the opinion, when neither the mother or her attorney appeared, Pancold told the DCS attorney, if we don't have the attorney here and we proceed, I'm fairly confident that the appellate court is going to give her a new hearing, so I'm going to to have to continue it to October 1st. But the judge agreed to proceed with the hearing anyway after DCS said October 1 would not work because the family case manager would be on vacation then. The hearing proceeded after DCS said notice had been provided. Mother's parental rights were terminated at the end of the hearing. So in other words, a DCS social worker's vacation is more important than a woman's parental rights. Miss Stigden, how do you sleep at night? Maybe upside down like the bat you are. The court denied the motion to continue and held the hearing without mother or her attorney present, knowingly disregarding mother's rights. Both the court and DCS knew that they were committing due process violations and proceeded with the hearing anyway. This must stop, the panel noted, remanding the case.
We therefore reverse the termination order and issue yet another reminder to trial-level DCS attorneys and trial courts that they have a duty to ensure that parents' due process rights and termination cases are not violated. And watch, that's going to go right in Ms. Digden's ear and out the other, along with the lawyers and the judges. Anybody in the Indiana area, you know what I'm talking about. Now, we got one final one from June 10th of this year. Wow, it's October already, so just a couple months ago. Mother wins reversal and termination appeal over consent advisement. Now, ladies, I want you to listen to this very carefully because this happens too many times. And when I hear this and read this, it really gets me sick. A mother whose parental rights were terminated after she signed a form voluntarily relinquishing them may not have been properly advised. The Indiana Court of Appeals ruled Wednesday, reversing the termination and remanding the case to the trial court. Both mothers and fathers' parental rights were terminated after the Putnam Circuit Court found evidence of drug use, father had been incarcerated, and both parents failed to comply with DCS family case management plans. Both parents appealed in the matter of the involuntary termination of the parent-child relationship of D.C. junior minor child and T.J. mother and D.C. father V. The Indiana Department of Child Services, 19A-JT-2832. And while the panel found sufficient evidence to affirm father's termination order, it reversed in favor of mother. So even though the father's rights had been terminated, the mother's, it was reversed. <coughs> when we come back, we'll continue with this. I mean, I don't think they should have terminated the father's rights, just... Unless, of course, he was just not complying with court order of things like substance abuse or something like that. Maybe, <clears throat> I don't know. If there's any lawyers that could find a way in which he could have kept his parental rights, but maybe he just didn't care. I don't know. I wasn't there. But as we go on, we'll notice that the Court of Appeals is really getting pissed off at CPS at the Indiana Department of Child Services. Then again, they're above the law. At least they're acting like that. We'll be back. And we're back. Now, like I said, the father's rights had been terminated, but the mother's they found sufficient evidence to reverse in favor of the mother. You know, I wasn't at the appellate court, so I don't know what the full circumstances are. With respect to mother, the termination of her parental rights was pre- predicated on mother's written consent. As to her consent, there is no dispute that mother received eight out of nine statutory advisements before she signed a consent form. However, there is equivocal evidence about whether mother received the ninth advisement, which specifies 
that consent cannot be based upon promises regarding adoption or post-termination contact, Judge L. Mark Bailey wrote. Mother argues that she is entitled to reversal because there is inadequate evidence of consent. We agree that reversal is appropriate and we remand with instructions for further fact-finding regarding whether mother received the ninth statutory advisement. The Court of Appeals noted that mother was not at the termination hearing, though her counsel told the court that he met with mother and went over the rights and obligations and what she, what she, the results of voluntary termination with her prior to signing it. And she did sign the voluntary termination in front of me and acknowledge her signature in front of the court reporter, Bailey wrote. The court then inquired about mother's absence. Mother's counsel said that mother was not present because she became physically ill after she signed it. The court then orally granted DCS's request to terminate mother's parental rights noting that it would show that she signed a voluntary relinquishment of her rights with her attorney, and her attorney is present here today and had an opportunity to speak with her. Afterward, while child D.C. Jr. was in foster care with a permanency plan for adoption, wow, they didn't mess any time with that. I bet they already had that even before they uh, started the uh permanency and termination boy that kid's really going to be messed up the court of appeals noted it also noted that DCS admitted that a required ninth statutory advisement added in 2012 was not on the form noted mother signed under IC 30 and I want all you ladies to listen to this and gents IC 31 dash 35-1-12 paragraph 9 parents must be advised that consent cannot be based upon a promise regarding the child's adoption or contact of any type with the child after the parents voluntarily relinquish their parental rights of the child after entry of an order under this chapter terminating the parent-child relationship Mother briefly argues that her consent was involuntary because she was addicted to methamphetamine because ill after signing the form did not receive one of the advisements and wrote to the court after the termination of her parental rights. However, we are not persuaded that these circumstances rendered the attempt at consent involuntary. Bailey wrote for the panel, rather, the consent is incomplete. Under these circumstances, we must remand for further fact-finding regarding whether mother received the ninth statutory advisement. We therefore reverse the termination of mother's parental rights and remand for such fact-finding. So, when they tell you about, you know... If you just sign this, you'll be able to see your child or just sign this or just sign that. Do yourself a favor. Don't. Know what you're signing. My late parents, God rest their souls, 
they taught me one thing, and that is know what you're signing. Always know what you're signing. Because if you sign something and you don't understand it, the court doesn't care about that, as you can see here. All they care about is that you sign the document and that, hey, that's all you understood. And if you're not there because you're ill or something, well, whose fault is that? Well, that's actually the court's fault. If you were supposed to be there and you couldn't be there because you're ill, that's on the lawyer too. Because the lawyer should have done a continuation and said, hey, look, maybe we should continue this when the mother can be here for final termination. Did they have, like, on the one case I just talked about, where they were in a, the adoptive pa- fa- parents were in a hurry? Well, excuse me, tell the adoptive parents, guess what? Why don't you go to an adoption agency? Go find another child. Stop trying to take someone's child simply because you want one. Now, I don't know the reason why the adopted parents were in such a hurry. I mean, you've heard the nightmare stories of children being abused, sexually abused, physically abused, emotionally abused. What was the reason for the hurry up? We got to get this done. We got to get this done now. Why? You know, I... I didn't read anything that said why they had to get this done. But, you know, getting back to the termination of parental rights. Who gave the courts and who gave DCS permission to terminate parental rights? Where does it say anywhere from the history of mankind? When did... give the government the right to terminate your parental rights what uh, you uh, give birth and all of a sudden it's well okay here you go we're just going to do this we're going to take away your rights you can't you have no rights to this child now excuse me you mean to tell me that the child is now a piece of property you mean to tell me that now this child is no more of a child that it is as people have said, you probably even heard this, that the child is not yours, that the child belongs to the state. Well, when did that happen? When did we allow that? When did all of a sudden it became that your child is now no longer yours? You can see that child. You gave birth to that child. You brought that child into the world. But it's like the state government and the federal government said that's not your child you may have conceived that child you may have had sex to make that child you may have brought that child into the world but guess what that child is ours to do with as we see fit how dare they you know people have to put their foot down they have to think why We have to ask the question, how did this happen? And how do we take our children back? What, is it because of that birth certificate? Why is a birth certificate, you know, ownership papers? 
that the government owns that child. You know, what about in biblical times? What about, you know, colonial days? Did they have a birth certificate for that child? Did the courts suddenly come in and say, oh, well, we're going to take your children? I really would like to know when this whole thing started with taking children, taking them away from good, loving families. If you got an addiction or something, get help. If you really love your children, then get help. And let's start fighting. Let's start doing more than just, you know, more than just complaining. Let's actually do something. Get class action lawsuits going. Get, because if you get your parental rights terminated, and especially in the state of Indiana, all those families, the families of those 2,489 children, get a class action lawsuit going. Make the biggest noise you can. Reverse the adoptions. Reverse the termination of your parental rights. Make it look as if the truth, because it is. They're your children, not the states, not the government. And it's about time we look at it like that. It's time we take our children back. And we continue fighting until finally DCS, CPS, DCF, whatever initials you want to take, that they're gone. That we take care of the children that are being abused. And for the rest, leave the families alone. I don't care if they are dirt poor, if they are homeless. As long as they're loving and caring parents. Why should the government get involved? On the next one, I'm going to dig even deeper into more cases. And why do I choose Indiana? Because they're the leader and they're the gold standard. And if I tell you what's going on here, chances are you'll see that's happening all over the country, if not all over the world. This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services.